You're listening to Art and Magic, and I'm your host, Devin Walls. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. So I wanted to change things up with a a nitty gritty practical episode. You know, for the past month, we've been talking about style development and our art practice. And I love that stuff. I think it's the most important. Um, But I want to switch gears a little bit. And today I want to talk all about making prints of your work. I have a lot to say about, you know, the timing of this episode, why it's important to offer things at different price points. Um, how to actually make them, and a recent horror story of mine. So it is going to be a fun and varied episode that talks about a couple different angles of offering something like this. Uh, But before we get into it, not a lot of announcements today. I just want to remind you that there's two main ways you can support the show. One is by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. Um, You just scroll down, hit the five stars, and write something hopefully pretty nice about what you like about listening to the show. It really, really helps us. It takes like two seconds. I appreciate every single review. I read them all. So thank you if you've already left one. And if you haven't, please do. Um, And you can also head over to Patreon to listen to a library of bonus episodes. Um, Those are exclusive to Patreon. They're just like this, but you can't listen to them anywhere else. And, you know, if you are a follower of my work, this is a really good time of year to be on there because you'll get early access to everything I have coming up um, going into the holiday season. So small work, new prints, new originals. Um, This is a busy time of year for fun stuff to come out, which kind of goes hand in hand with this episode. So let's just get right into it. All right. So if you're listening to this episode in real time, it's mid-October which is both a spooky time of year in general and kind of a scary time of year for artists because it's like, oh, fun, Halloween, fall. I love it. It's so refreshing after summertime. And then boom, before you know it, it is November and holidays and panic busy season. So it's taken me many years as an artist to realize that the best time to prepare for this is actually starting in July. And though I've had that revelation, I don't usually actually do it, even though I should. Um, But I would say definitely in August, you you maybe want to start thinking about a plan. And depending on what you make and how fast you make it, Definitely September, October, beginning of November is crunch time in the studio or just like in getting your products in order or whatever it is you're going to put out. Like that's probably the time you're going to be spending a lot of time on it. And of course, this is an excellent time of year to offer something at an accessible price point that usually sells pretty well because of the type of shopping mode that people tend to be in. So I could probably do a whole episode on holiday prep, but I want to focus on prints because this is something that I think artists have a lot of questions about, like actually how to do it. There are a lot of things that can go wrong, things that have happened to me recently that I want to share with you, and hopefully you can learn from my mistakes. And I do think that there are some things to consider when it comes to if selling prints is right for you and how much you want to invest in that product and that process, depending on like what kind of work you make, what your audience is like, and how long you've been doing this. So let's actually start with the latter. Let's talk about the ways prints might work really well for you and ways they might not. First of all, where and how do you sell your work? 
Do you go to art fairs and craft fairs? Do you sell your work mostly online? Um, Do you sell your work in galleries? Do you sell your work at all? Not only is this going to help you determine, you know, if you should make prints, but what price point should those prints be and therefore what kind of prints should you focus on? So let's just kind of start with the easiest answer here. If you are somebody who sells your work in person, if you go to art fairs or craft fairs, pop-ups, if you have an open studios event that you're part of, prints are a really nice thing to have on hand. This is a way that you can easily sell to people who might be seeing your work for the first time. It's a low point of entry for them. It's something that they don't have to have years of investment with you to want to purchase because the price point is low. So when I sell original work for hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars, rarely do I sell those to people who are just walking in and seeing that piece for the first time ever. Usually people are invested in me and that's why they want to spend that amount of money. They like all the work they've seen of mine and they want to own a piece of that story. That's different than somebody passing by my work for the first time who's maybe shopping for like a specific spot in their bathroom or a gift for a friend and they're just looking for something cute that they can like go home with almost like a souvenir. So again, this is all to say, if you do sell um, at events like this, having a print, maybe an open edition print in a lower price point, so let's say anywhere from $20 to $50, is a really great thing for you to have ready to go. Okay, the next like category of artists that I think prints do really well for is if you only sell really expensive work. Like if most of your work is $200 and up or $500 or $1,000 and up, and you have a lot of people maybe from social media who really like your work, but it's not in their price range. This puts you in a really good spot because most of those people are probably gonna be really excited when they see an affordable way to own a piece of your work. I'll also add that you know, the type of work that you make is going to play a role here. So of course, if you do digital work, prints are the main option that people have to own your work, you know, other than NFTs, which is a whole other deal. And then I would also say if you do paintings or any kind of work that translates really nicely to a 2D printed image, um, you know, that's just more in your favor. So there's one category of, of artist, or I would just say like, phase in your art business where prints might not be your biggest moneymaker. I'm not saying to not do them. I think learning how to do prints and testing them out on your audience is really never a bad idea, but they might not be something that you want to count on as a main income stream or put a bunch of money into upfront. So this is if you are likely a newer artist, like you haven't been doing it as long, and a lot of your original work is currently the price of a print. So if your original works on paper are $50, and if those aren't selling, like if you have a large inventory of those, I I don't think it's the best idea to go make prints of that work for $20 because the price difference isn't big enough and it's kind of like somebody would just be more likely to go buy that $50 original work. And I'm just saying this because I think that, you know, newer artists have a 
have a tendency to to go down this route, route. Like their work is just sitting on the shelf just because they haven't been in business that long to like cultivate an audience. It doesn't mean anything about their work. Um, but, you know, they, they don't sell most of their inventory. And so then they think a solution to that is like, I'll just make it a little cheaper by making prints of it. And then the prints don't really sell either. I just want to, you to be wary of this. I want to put this out there to say, like, if you're thinking about this or you're in this spot or even if you did this and this happened to you, I don't want you to feel like you did something wrong or you're alone in that experience. That's actually really common. And if you're in this position, you might just need to spend a little bit more time like building your audience, making work and getting your work and your business to a place where your prices are a little bit higher because then it's going to put you in that category that I mentioned where your work is a little bit more in demand and it's at a higher price point. So then when you do go to offer something that is at an accessible price point, you're more likely to sell that inventory. Okay, so let's talk about the different price points and the different kinds of prints that you can offer. So the least expensive is going to be an open edition print. And this is a print that you can print as many editions as you want, like until you don't feel like it anymore. And because it's unlimited, it, the price point for it is going to be the lowest. So the next kind of print you can offer is a limited edition print. This is where, you know, you say that there's only ever going to be X amount of this print made. And typically these are also numbered and signed by the artist. And this rarity and like your signature gives it a little more value. And then after that, you could do a limited edition embellished print. So this is where you go in and maybe you add a couple details that were in the original piece. So especially if your piece has like gold foil or any kind of mixed media, you could go and add that in. You could even just go in and hand paint a couple of the elements. Um, there's also a version of this where you could make each hand painted detail a little bit different. So it makes all the prints slightly different. There's some variation and it makes each print a little bit closer to an original. And then these would also be numbered and signed. So assuming that all three of these, just for the sake of this example, are printed in the same size, every time you add a piece of value, so either making it limited edition or adding an embellishment, your profit goes up a lot because the cost of getting it printed was the same. Now, of course, like your time is gonna be involved if you are signing it and embellishing it, but it just creates a higher profit margin for you. So deciding what to offer is gonna have a lot to do with like your brand, the kind of work you make, and your current collector base. So when it comes to your collector base, what kind of prices are they used to seeing from you? If your artwork is like on the higher end of that range and your audience is used to paying a little bit more for it, they might be used to paying for a more expensive print. They might be more on board with that. If your business has more of a like commercial feel or a product-based feel, your audience might be a little more accustomed to buying a print that's more in the $30 range, and so doing an open edition print might be the best uh, thing for you. Okay, so here's something else I want you to consider. Obviously, there's so much nuance to all of this. Like, I would need to have an individual conversation with a particular artist in order to make a recommendation, so I'm just going to kind of flesh out some different, like, ideas and scenarios for you. If you have a small but mighty and dedicated collector base. It's smarter from a business perspective for you to offer prints at a higher price point because you're probably not gonna sell as many, but the people who are committed to buying them are gonna buy them. 
if you are an artist who gets a lot of traffic on your website from some other source like TikTok or YouTube, um, or let's say you like ran an Instagram ad or something and you're marketing to people who, you know, just want to fill a space on their wall, you might be getting a higher volume of people who are looking to buy at a like in the moment more accessible price point. So you might do super well by offering a $20 print that many people are going to purchase. I'm bringing this up because doing prints is work. It does take a little bit of investment usually on your end. And so I want you to make a decision that's going to help you get the most bang for your buck. Like we all know that our time and energy is so valuable as artists. We're pulled in so many directions. And so if you're going to offer prints, I want you to do it in a way where you're going to make the most from it. Okay, so on this conversation about like profits and options and decisions, let's talk about the two main ways that you could approach this. One is to go through a printer, get the prints yourself, and then when people order them, you are personally going to pack and ship them out to people. Or you could do drop shipping or on-demand shipping where people place the print order and essentially you're gonna go to a third-party website, um, plug in that person's address, upload your file, and that company is going to pack and ship the print and deliver it to that person. There is like no investment on your end really needed up front and there's no effort for you other than making sure you have a good image, which we're going to talk about that when we get into like the practical how-to. So some maybe kind of obvious pros and cons to both of these options. When you get the prints made yourself, your profit margin is going to be higher. Your profit margin is especially going to be higher if you place a larger larger order. You usually get discounts if you buy more than 10 and then more than 20 and so on and so forth. However, you are going to have to put up cost in terms of shipping materials. That's That definitely adds up. That's definitely an expense. And it is going to take more of your time. In terms of quality, I think you have a little bit more control, especially if you're working with a local printer. I'm going to talk more about that later. But going this route does give you the option to like work with a local print shop, go back and forth with them on an, on the images in a way that maybe you wouldn't if you were going through like an online dropshipping company. So with the dropshipping option, you know, it's just pretty much the opposite. Your profit, profit margin is going to be a little bit less, but on your end, it's going to be super duper easy. A lot of these places even give you the option to mail them promotional materials and they won't put any of their own like name or company branding on it. So it'll pretty much still look like it came from you. You won't have the option to sign the print or embellish the print. So this really only works for those open edition prints. So I think if you're just dipping your toe in the water with prints and you just want to see like if your audience would even buy them, the drop shipping option is great because it's so minimal on your end. However, if this is going to be a long-term part of your business income, you could do the drop shipping. Like that's totally an option. But if you really want to get the most bang for your buck, I, I do recommend doing the prints yourself. And again, one other thing we have to 
uh, consider here is the nature of your prints. If they're more like fine art prints, you probably are going to want to sign them. You're probably going to want to do limited edition at some point. And so maybe starting with drop shipping and then transitioning is right for you. But again, if you run more of a product-based business, you do like stickers and things like this, and you know they're going to be open edition, you're going to have lots of options for the designs. Um, finding a really good drop shipper who is affordable that you like to work with can be an amazing option because again, it's going to save you so much work over time and that might just be the smartest move for your business. So I'm going to share like exactly how you might get your prints made, starting with the photography because I mean, that's such a big part of it. And maybe in that some things will come to light about if drop shipping or working with a local printer is going to be best for you. Okay, so step one to getting your print made, you gotta get a good photo or a good scan. Like it all starts with that. That's the most important part. So you can scan the work if it's smaller. And I don't scan my work, so I don't know the exact answer to this, but I'm gonna say anything bigger than 16 by 20 or 18 by 24, you're probably moving into photograph territory. So you can invest in your own scanner. Again, I don't have as much knowledge about this because this is not how I do it myself. But as far as I know, you can buy your own scanner. You can take it to a print shop where they will do the scanning for you and print it there. I'm going to talk about that as a whole later on. Um, Or I believe you can just take it to a place with big scanners, like just a regular scanner. I, again... I'm pretty sure about this. I don't know 100% for sure, but I feel like I have seen people on TikTok talking about going to just like FedEx, but there's a little bit more you need to know when you go do that. So do your research if that's going to be your option. I have always photographed my work, so I'm going to talk about photographing. If you have a DSLR camera, you can get a decent photograph if you have like a baseline camera. Um, Tips for this are getting a tripod and putting your camera on self-timer so that it's like as still as possible and the camera has as long to focus. Um, Have an area with good natural lighting. You could even do it outside when it's a little bit overcast. That's probably your best bet if you're like working really low budget. Or you can get a lighting kit that has a couple lights with diffusers that you can get on Amazon. I, for years, have had the most makeshift lighting setup. I'm embarrassed to tell you, but I'm going to tell you because, I don't know, maybe you want to do it. I don't really recommend it, but here's what I do. You can go to any hardware store or Walmart and go to the like construction section and get clamp lights and then get super bright daylight light bulbs and put them in there. And then you can put wax paper over these lights as a diffuser. And then you can set up two easels uh, and clamp the lights onto the easels. It is not going to be perfect. It is not going to be professional. But when you're starting and if you're working with low budget, this is a doable option. It can be done. It helps if your space also has some natural lighting in it to get you started. Like I wouldn't do this in the dark, Um, but you can get by on this. Where you might run into some issues is if your pieces are bigger, if they are even in the 16 to 20 to 18 by 24 range, unless you have a really nice lens, the edges are going to be blurred out and curved. 
You can probably fix the distortion in Photoshop, but in terms of bringing the whole piece into focus and making all those details really crisp, that's probably not going to work and the image isn't going to be high resolution enough. So this is where you either need to upgrade your lens, which can be quite expensive, or you can get your work professionally photographed. Now, this can be expensive. Of course, it depends on who you know and where you live. If you have a photographer friend, that is the best. I don't, and I don't live in the cheapest area, so I do invest money in getting my work photographed if I'm going to have prints made. My number one solution, which is not the cheapest, but it is your best bet for having a beautiful print come out with minimal hiccups, is to find a shop that does both the capturing of the image and the printing. This is a shop that specializes in fine art cliche prints. They know what they're doing. Um, they either have like a large scanner that can scan a large piece of work and or like um, a photography setup. And the thing that's really great about this is they can control the colors from start to finish. They'll be able to see the original work with their own eyeballs, so then they can match the colors of the print to it, like, the best. There are miscommunications that can happen between photographs and printers. There are tons, there's so much to know about color profiles and, like, the, the settings that your photographer might put on an image file versus what a certain printer uses or what's compatible with their printer or how their printer is going to like read those colors. And most of the time you'll probably be fine, but sometimes you won't be. I'm going to tell you a story in a minute. And the best way to avoid any of this is have it all done in one place. This may or may not be an option for you depending on where you live and again, what your budget is. If this is your first time doing prints and you have no idea how they're going to sell, you, you might not want to invest all this money in getting a photograph like made and, you know, buying inventory of prints that you don't know if you're going to be able to sell. Um, but if you're really serious about it, this is something you have tested the waters with and you want this to be like a really high quality product and a reliable source of your income. I, I think eventually this is a great route to, to seek out. I, I'll just say I don't go this route because I don't live close enough to a shop that I feel good about that does this. And the ones that I have found near me are way too expensive. So I do just work with like a separate photographer and a different print shop and that can be fine too. Just make sure to follow the recommendations I'm about to make. Okay, so it's time to tell you my story. I learned some things about making prints this summer. Um, I've been making prints for almost a year and a half now. I mean, I tried it out when I first started my business with like an on-demand printer like seven years ago, but I'm not even going to count that. My true printing journey began like a year and a half ago. I got a recommendation from a friend for a local print shop and I got a couple samples from them. I got a couple samples from online printers when I was considering doing drop shipping. The local prints came out great. I took my own photographs, sent them over, had them printed, Never had any problems. Until this year. Until these new pieces. I decided that I was ready to level up and get crisper photographs, so I hired a professional photographer for three of my new pieces, and the photos came out great. So as per usual, I emailed the photos to my shop, and I said, print this whole order. Here are the photos. I went to pick up the prints, 
And in this order was like one of my older pieces and that one was sitting on top. So I didn't even look at the other prints, purchased them, walked out the door, went to my studio. And when I got to my studio, I was all excited, like, yes, I've been waiting so long for these. And I pulled them out and they were completely desaturated. Like the magenta was like gray red. I was absolutely horrified because I had already spent a lot of money on these, more than I was even expecting because I got bigger sizes and I kind of panicked. I called them to let them know. He said, oh, maybe it's a screen calibration issue. Like the way they're looking on your screen is going to be different than our screen. Come back around and we'll look at the images together and we'll reprint them. I'm like, okay, the image seems pretty far off for it to be a calibration issue, but okay. So I want to highlight my first two mistakes. <laughs> One, I did not order a sample before placing the whole order because I didn't know this could happen because every, I ordered samples when I first started working with them, but I just assumed like, oh, I like their work. It's fine. Um, I'm good to go from here on out. I didn't realize you could have different problems with different images. And the second mistake I made was not checking the prints before I walked out of the print shop. So I paid for them without even looking at what I was paying for, which in retrospect seems so obvious, but it happened. I did it. I made a really stupid mistake. So I'm going to spare you the details of like the next couple weeks. But essentially what happened is I went back and forth with this shop to try and correct this image. At first, they looked a little deeper into the file and they were like, oh, your photographer put it in a different working profile. Change it to this. Go home, make the edits. Come back. The prints still weren't printing right. Um, you know, we went back and forth on this a couple times to where we all got to the point where there was tension on both ends. I'm worried about how long this is taken. I'm out all this money. And the print shop feels like they printed a whole order They've lost money on their end and they're having to spend a ton of time with me and we're all starting to feel like not good about the situation. So I took my problem to where all serious problems go and that is Reddit. P.S. If you ever want to learn about printing, there is a whole commercial printing Reddit thread with people who have so much knowledge about all this, way more than I ever cared to know, but they were very helpful. Many of them pointed out to me that I should have ordered samples. Like, that's probably why there was tension. And so I am passing this lesson on to you. Whether you go with a drop shipper or an in-person printer, always ask for samples, even if you've worked with them before. If it's a new file, always get a sample first. The other thing I learned is your best bet for getting a close match is to have the shop look at something analog because digital world of color is weird. So if you're in person, even if you don't get it photographed by them, if you're able to bring in the original piece so they can see it, that's going to help a lot. This right here is also a good reason to if you're going to work with a local shop, work with somebody who's in reasonable driving distance. Mine wasn't that close. It was like 45 minutes away and I had to drive back and forth like seven times throughout all of this. So that's just something to keep in mind. This can happen. You might have to work with the shop a little bit. And so when you're picking somewhere, pick somewhere where it would hypothetically be doable for you to do that in a worst case scenario. 
if you're working with an online printer or a drop shipping option or something like that, you still want to order samples, of course. But if you don't have this this option, you know, where they can see the work in person or you can work with them a little bit more closely and you don't like the samples that are coming out, try ordering from a couple different places because um, it could just be their printer. Like it could just be the difference of how one printer reads your file versus another. And if you try a couple different places, they're probably all going to be slightly different. Okay, so what ended up happening with my story is I found an angel of a printer on Reddit based in Oregon who offered to print my files just to see if they would have the same issue. And with them, my pieces printed totally fine, exactly how I would have expected them to. And I ended up being able to get a refund from my shop. I switched to this other amazing shop in Oregon, and I'm very happy with how it all worked out. But I want to leave you with one last lesson in going through all this. Leave extra time. When you are getting prints made, (laughs) do not get them printed (laughs) a couple days before you're supposed to release them or go to a craft fair or whatever. This created a lot of stress for me. I had already like set a release date. I had already told people. And while like ultimately that wasn't a huge deal, I also had that planned as part of my income for the month. Like, you know, when you're a working artist, and I'm sure a lot of you know this, this is how you plan what you make. Like you're going to release something at a certain time and you plan to make some sales by the end of the month. You know, when you've been in business longer, like those things become more predictable and you plan your life around it. So especially if that's the case, start this process earlier than you think you need to. I would say I wish I would have started this almost five weeks before I was planning on having them like released to my newsletter and to my Instagram. That would have allowed time for error with less stress, allowed me to get them back and embellish them and take the photographs and all of that. Okay, so I hope I've given you enough information to have some confidence to start your research and exploring your options and thinking about how you might Bring prints into your business in a way that's going to work for you, depending on where you're at, what your budget is, how much time you have, your audience, and all of that. I want to leave you with just a lasting thought on why prints have been such like a godsend to my business. And it's passive income. It allows me to spend longer on my artwork. You know, that's my biggest struggle right now is my pieces really do take me a long time. They take me a long time to paint. They take me a long time to like think of before the painting process even happens. Um, But again, I'm a full-time artist and I, I do rely on sales to keep me afloat. And prints have been such a wonderful way for me to bridge that gap and make my work accessible to the people who I know really want it. I'll also say that I've talked to a couple other like artist friends and acquaintances who I also admire, um, you know, artists who I admire in terms of how they also run their business and the fact that I know they are working artists and full time and all of that. And most of them that I talk to, prints are a really big part of their income stream. And so I also just want to normalize that. Like, I don't know when we're looking on Instagram how much we really realize that because we're often thinking that 
people are selling these big original paintings. And some of them are, but a lot of artists who are really making this work have a diversification of income streams. Like, I think I've talked about that before on the podcast. If you are um, wanting your art business to be your main source of income or one of your main sources, diversification of your income streams is going to be one of your smartest moves. And prints for me and for a lot of people are a really big part of that. So even if it feels daunting, if you feel like it's time, I encourage you to like start doing the research, start trying to get images, just just feeling it out and trying to get your system down. Because then once you have a printer you like and you like know where you get your shipping supplies and it's all kind of on autopilot, oh my God, it is such a great thing to be able to offer. Okay, so that wraps up my here is everything I have on the subject of making art prints. I hope it was resourceful and helpful. If there is something about prints that I didn't answer in this episode, I would love to hear from you. I would love to know what else people are wanting to know about or struggling with with prints. You can find me at Art in Magic Podcast, or you can always hit me up on my art Instagram, which is at Devin Walls Art. I would love to hear from you. Until next time, I'm sending you lots of love and tons of magic.